Welcome on into the Jazz Talk Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. Jazz lose a tough one on uh, Saturday night, or Monday night. My bad. Um, we'll get talking about the national media, what they're, they've been saying about the Jazz. Uh, we'll get be talking about um, how the Jazz can improve, um, what differences or uh, changes Coach Snyder needs to make to the rotation. And then we'll we'll look forward at this um, at this series a little bit more because yeah remember this is a seven game series whoever wins this series has got to win four games in this thing um, so we'll get into that um, so first off again the Jazz played on Monday night um, it was a good game it really was um, it was a bit of an ugly game. The uh, Mavericks decided, as most teams do uh, when they go up against Jazz, because Rudy Gobert is so dominant, you got to play a five-out system and basically force Rudy to either stay with, at the three-point line or try and save everything at the rim. And the Jazz's perimeter defense is so poor that he really can't stay out on the outside. He has to come in and try and stop everything at the rim which creates a wide-open person. We saw it uh, just last year when the Jazz were playing against the Clippers. Um, they went five out because Paul George and uh, – or not Paul George, Kawhi uh, Leonard is out. So they went five out. They were basically 6'8", 220, all the way across their roster. Um, and so the Jazz basically decided, okay, quit. Or, uh, Terrence Mann is the – is the worst shooter of this group. So he's the guy we're going to leave open. And in game six uh, of that series, the Jazz were down 3-2 in that series. They win this game. It goes back to Utah, I believe, and they play a game seven. Well, the Jazz have a big old lead at halftime. And then Terrence Mann decides to have the greatest shooting game of his entire career. Um. They would drive into the middle. Rudy Gobert would come in to try and save everything. And then they would kick it out to Terrence Mann. He was wide open, and he was knocking down threes. He usually doesn't do that. But when you're wide open, you can kind of get into a groove. It's just like shooting during um, you know, your pregame warm-ups. And that's exactly what the Mavericks did last night. Uh, or Monday night. Jalen Brunson was just absolutely killing it. He ended up with 41 points. Um, whoever was guarding him, it was always either Donovan or Mike Conley or Jordan Clarkson. And, you know, Mike Conley is just old at this point. He used to be a very good defender, but he's old. He's only about six feet tall, so he didn't have any effect. Donovan Mitchell just didn't seem interested in playing defense, and then Jordan Clarkson is not a good defender. So Jalen Brunson, a guy who usually averages 17 points a game, Went off for 41 points. Well, he, he gets hot early, and so now Rudy's got to come flying in to try and stop that. And so what does Brunson do, or Dinwiddie, or whoever had the ball that was driving to the middle? They kick it to the outside to Maxi Kleba, who the Jazz decided they were going to leave wide open. Now Maxi Kleba, and I've talked about this before, was shooting 18% from three-pointer um, after the All-Star break. 
just barely over 20% on catch and shoots. And so I was like, okay, this is the guy we're going to leave open. Well, of course, he gets hot. He goes 8 for 10 from the three-point line. Um, so him and uh, Brunson together, you already got like 65 points just from those two guys. Um, and this has been such a defensive battle between these two teams that nobody's really putting up a bunch of points. And so the Jazz lost. Ended up losing. Um, I think they ended up losing by either four or six points in this game. So it wasn't a big loss. But it was a loss nonetheless. They they took an opportunity to go up two to nothing on this Dallas Mavericks team heading to Utah. You know, and they end up losing that game. So now it's a 1-1 series. Now the next two games are in Utah, um, which is an advantage to the Jazz. Um, that's your... One biggest job in the playoffs is when you're the away team, you've got to go and steal one of those games um, to give yourself the uh, the home court advantage again. Um, so that's what the Jazz were able to do. They were able to get game one. Um, so the series is tied one-to-one. But listening to the national media, you would think that, the, uh, that it's 3 nothing and that the Mavericks are getting ready to sweep them. I mean, it seriously, listening to people like Stephen A. Smith and other people on ESPN, you would think that the Jazz have already lost this series and that they've lost every single game by like 40 points. is ridiculous. Stephen A. Smith went on this huge diatribe about how the Jazz, you know, as soon as you, just as soon as you think they're going to do some big stuff, they let you down. They always let you down. Now, I'll admit, you know, the Jazz have been in positions to go further than what they have. But they're two top players. One is right now in his prime, and the other is just barely about to enter it. So, I think last year and probably the year, actually probably just last year, was the only year where you could have really expected something big out of him. And now this year. The year before with the with the Nuggets, nobody was really expecting anything big there, you know. And then the, the year before that, um, trying to think, that was when it was the Ricky Rubio team, and they lost to the Rockets because they had zero offense. Um, like this, this is the second year that I really think that you could expect anything out of this group, and. People like Stephen A. Smith are talking like Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell have been, you know, top-level players together for eight years now, and it's not working. No, this is like the second year, really, that you can say that it's not working so far, at least not perfectly. Um, they're still a very good team. Um, I think a lot of it is people are trying to get Donovan Mitchell out of Utah to a bigger market to their team. Like Stephen A. Smith is a huge fan of the Knicks. He wants to get Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. But one thing that he kept talking about was um, how Mitchell should be the one that's embarrassed of this team or embarrassed of what's going on. Okay, Donovan does score a lot. He puts up good points. He's a he, he is. A high-level all-star player. He's not at the same level as Giannis and Kawhi Leonard and Luka Doncic, though. He's not that high level of a player. He's an all-star, definitely. But he's not a guy where you can just go like, okay, 
you're the number one number one guy on the team. You go out, you put up 40 points. We're just going to ride you. Um, he's not that level of player. He's not far off, but when you're talking about the difference between a guy like Kevin Durant and a guy like Tobias Harris, no, no, that's that's too big of a difference. Um, so we'll say between Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. There you go. Even though Russell Westbrook won an MVP, I really don't think it was deserved. When he was at his best, he was a good player, but he was definitely never going to be the lead guy on a championship team. It just wasn't going to happen. Um, my feelings right now are if if things go sour for the Jazz, it's Rudy Gobert that should be the one that's ticked off. The Jazz had a really good defensive team, and they just couldn't quite put up enough offense to be great uh, when they had Ricky Rubio, Jay Crowder. Um, that group together. Um, and then they went completely their way. They they decided, like, we're going to put 100% offense around Rudy Gobert, and he's got to cover our entire defense. And he's done amazing at it. You know, he's the best defensive player in the world, but one guy can only do so much. You know, last year against the Clippers, everybody blamed Rudy Gobert, saying that he couldn't stay on the court against this this smaller team when the only reason that the Jazz were even in that position in the first place was because of Rudy Gobert. Um, personally, I believe that the Jazz, this summer, if things go bad, you know, and they go into the offseason, I think they should blow up the roster to an extent. I think they should keep Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell together. And instead of trying to put this huge group of guys around them um, to play complementary roles. I think it's time to go get a third star if you can. I'm looking at guys like Pascal Siakam. Um, if you think Ben Simmons will actually have a decent attitude and play for you, I think Ben Simmons would be a good fit. If there's a way to get Paul George or like Anthony Davis, I don't really think that there's a feasible way of making that happen. But I look at a guy like Pascal Siakam. If you went to the Raptors, and you, you offered them Mike Conley, Rudy Gay, like Royce O'Neal, and two first-round picks, I think you could get Pascal Siakam for that. And all of a sudden, you're looking at a guy that, when things aren't going great for, for Donovan, they can step up and be the guy. And they're a great defender on the other side. Um, anyway, we'll get more into stuff like that when we get to the offseason. Hopefully, um, it's a quite a bit longer until we do actually get to the offseason. Um, the Jazz do still have a really good chance of making it to the second round of the playoffs. Again, this series is one-to-one. -one. There is possibly five games left to play in this series. There is at least three more. So where where do I think the Jazz need to go to rectify this situation, we'll say? I personally, I think that they should try some zone. I think that if you went to a 3-2 zone where Rudy could basically just sit underneath the basket and the other guys aren't having to go one-on-one -on -one against their guys, I think it could help a lot. But you can't do a ton of that. And so after that, you're looking more at, rota or, yeah, more ro at rotation pieces. 
I think maybe it's time to give Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson a little less minutes and give some guys like Daniel House, uh, Eric Paschal, and um, Juan Hernan Gomez, guys that are going to fly around, that want to play defense, even Trent Forrest, if he's healthy enough, which I don't think he is at this point. But give some of these guys that want to go out and play defense as hard as they can a chance to go out there and do it. Um, you know, when when Jalen Brunson first started going off, I would have brought Daniel House into the game and been like, hey, you're going to guard Brunson. Or I would have brought Eric Paschal into the game. Um, the fact that those guys are just sitting on the bench a ton is really disappointing, especially Eric Pascal. Daniel House is at least getting into the game, and he's having a huge impact on the team when he's in there. It's just he's not getting enough minutes. Um, one thing that I would love to see, but I, I know it's not going to happen, is I would like to see the Jazz overlap Gobert and Whiteside a little bit. Go to that 3-2 zone like I was talking about, where you basically have Gobert and Whiteside just sitting underneath the basket. Now, I'm talking like two two-minute stints throughout the entire game. You know, say we're in the first quarter, um, and instead of Rudy Gobert coming in out at the five-minute mark, Whiteside comes in for Conley. So now you got Gobert, Whiteside, Bogdanovich, O'Neal, uh, Mitchell out there just for two minutes or so. Grab every single rebound, dismantle the team on the inside on the defensive end. Um, you could play some, you could get really um, creative with the offensive end with those two, and then pull Rudy out. That way, Rudy gets some more minutes in the game, and you get some more time out there with, with a bigger roster. Or if you, even if you didn't want to do that, maybe it's time to give Rudy Gay a little bit of time. And instead of uh, Gay over or uh, Rudy overlapping with Whiteside, you bring in Rudy Gay for a few minutes uh, to play along with Rudy. That way, you can pull Mike Conley off the floor. Now you only have one guy that's under you know six five on the floor. Um, but I think the biggest thing that the Jazz need to do is probably stick with what they're trying to do is having Rudy help. But everybody else has got to be committed. They've got to rotate. They've got to, you know, if your guy gets past you, you've got to start flying out to the three-pointer because Rudy's going to come and try and stop your guy. You can't just be sitting behind your guy. You've got to be over there trying to stop that three-pointer. And it's got to be like that the whole game. They've got to have a much, much higher uh, energy at, uh, level in this game. When they're watching film right now, Donovan Mitchell should be disgusted with himself. And I'm that's not hyperbole either. He should be. Like the amount of effort he gave on defensive on the defensive end in, in game two was horrendous. It was awful. Jalen Brunson was looking like prime Allen Iverson against him. Like he couldn't stay in front of him. It's like you guys are the exact same size. Donovan's a much better athlete. He's got these long arms, he's got big hands, like he should be at the very least able to stay in front of the guy, if not stop him completely. Um so I really think that the Jazz need to just come out with a with a better effort 
especially on the defensive end in this next next game. And that's kind of the problem with this Jazz group, and that's why I think it might be time to change things up around Rudy and Donovan, not split those two up, but put different pieces around them of guys that are just going to go out there and play their hearts out. Um, this team, I feel like there's a lot of times where they they just get comfortable, and you just don't see that that will to win, that that hunger out of them. It's just kind of like, okay, well, you know, we gave up, you know, three layups in a row because we weren't trying very hard on the defensive end, but you know, we go down and we knock down a couple threes, we're good. That's kind of their their uh, their attitude. It's kind of this, you know, laissez-faire, you know, whatever. You know, it's it's all going to be okay attitude. And a lot of times it ends up not being okay. Um, but, you know, with that, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. The next game is Thursday, I believe, at 7. And that game is here. Uh, it's in Salt Lake. And then they will play again on Saturday. And I believe that game is at... 330. It's either 3.30 or 2.30 on Saturday. Um, and that game will also be in Salt Lake. But, uh, you know, thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day and go Jazz!